who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. This week, myself, Anthony, Kobe, Billy, and our lovable special guest, Aaron, in the house with us. Gentlemen, what's happening? What's going on? Hey, full panel tonight. I love it. Uh, Got our producer, Double A, on as well. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Ready to talk some MMA? (laughs) Just jump right into it. (laughs) MMA is like... Forget that this All is a right. major pot. We're going into MMA USA. Billy, what's happening? How much, man? Let's just do it. All right. Don't worry, Aaron. I'll give you your 13 seconds of uh, MMA later. Jesus. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be, I'll be right here. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into our headlines, just like to remind everybody to check us out. You know, find the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you can, anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out our Twitter, our IG, and our YouTube channel. All right, so we got some good headlines this week, gentlemen. Uh, Atlanta, the home of the Falcons, is where the possible AFC championship game would be if it features the Chiefs and the Bills. Remember, we talked about the neutral site game if it features the Chiefs and the Bills, so that is where they will host it. Kobe, your boy Mac McClung will be in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, becoming the first G League player ever to participate in a slam dunk contest. Hey. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Rams uh, head coach Sean McVay confirmed last week that he will return as the Rams head coach next season. There was some chatter that he may decide to retire or take the year off or take a break, but uh, he will be back, so that's good news for the Rams. In some baseball news, uh, Major League Baseball confirmed that they are going to use robot umps this year in all 30 class triple a parks so that's kind of interesting (laughs) it's it's weird yeah the spurs and warriors they made history with the most fans in attendance for a regular season nba game they played at the old alamo dome last week and set a record attendance of sixty-eight thousand three hundred and twenty-three. Uh, LeBron James, I think you've heard of him. He became the second player ever to surpass 38,000 career points. Obviously, he's still chasing Kareem, but he's just a few hundred points behind him. So he's on pace to pass him probably within the next month. And uh, Aaron, in some UFC news, John Bones Jones recently signed a new eight-fight deal with the UFC and the highly anticipated trilogy between Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards will take place at UFC 286 at the O2 Arena in London on March 18th. And that's the headlines for this week, boys. Eight-fight deal. That's a lot of fights, man. Is that considered a lot? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, but you know what? If anyone, go, you know, so it's good news. 
Yeah, especially especially uh, John Jones, right? Isn't he like up there in age? And uh, you know, eight fights seems like a lot for him. Yeah, he's you know mid thirties, but he's had a few years off. He's just been training uh, as far as like uh, working out, you know. So he's just he's. I think he's just been working out his demons. He's nice and healthy, and uh, he's ready to go. I think. Okay. All right, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see the O2 Arena in London. I know many a uh, boxing fight have uh, taken place there, and I- I'm down to see uh, Usman and uh, Edwards three. Maybe we can all get together minus Anthony. What do you guys say? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> Why don't you guys all fly to London and check it out? <laughs> well, I need Anthony to drive me, so Anthony's going. <laughs> as, as long as it's not on the company dime you guys do whatever you want oh man but yeah a lot, lot of a lot of crazy headlines uh it was you know cool to see uh, uh the spurs and warriors at the alamo dome spurs used to play there i think like back in the 90s right i mean oh yeah yeah, yeah so it was it was it was weird that they set the record you know now but well, they, they did it there, I think, for nostalgia purposes, but also because it's a larger arena so it can accommodate more. I mean, yeah. did you see some of the aerial shots of, like, <laughs> the people, like, yeah. like in the, they looked like they were in another city in the, in the upper deck? Uh, Billy, you, you like those robot umps? No, I think it's stupid. <laughs> MLB must have a lot of money to be able to put out 30 robots. Well, you know, they had the electronic strike zones in the minors they've been playing around with the last couple of years. So this is just another step in that direction, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I just, it takes away from the game for me. I don't know why we're surprised McDonald's put in the self-ordering like five years ago. Man, they don't even need employees pretty soon here, you know? So I have a question as a non-baseball watcher, like, (laughs) no empires are going to be there behind them or what? Uh, I, they don't. They haven't released all the details, but the objective is that yeah, you're just basically going to have a robot um that's going to call, you know, a computerized or designated strike zone, and if the ball is in that you know area, the ump is the robot ump is supposed to you know I guess identify, you know, that it's it's in the strike zone or it's not. Yeah, the the rest of the field should have like ups. They'll probably be the first, third, and uh, middle field ump. Uh, okay, let's jump into you know our Laker talk, of course. Quick little recap of the Lakers' recent outings. So, you know, after a couple of tough losses that could have very easily been wins versus Dallas and Philly, the Lakers did finally snap their three-game losing streak with a win on MLK Day versus the Rockets behind a season-high 48 points from LeBron. Uh, the Lakers still have four of the next five games at home uh, with two more tough matchups coming up later this week uh, against the Kings and the Grizzlies. The Lakers currently sit at 20 and 24, but are still just two losses back of the sixth seed and three losses back of the fifth seed as the West continues to be very topsy-turvy. Uh, also, some more Anthony Davis news. He continues his progress towards playing again. And the latest uh, rumor is that he could be back on the floor playing some games before the All-Star break, uh, which takes place in mid-February. So maybe get AD in a handful of games here within the next uh, few weeks. Um, gentlemen, your thoughts on the Lakers over the last few games and maybe this Anthony Davis update? Um, I'm happy with the 
AD update, I mean, the sooner the better, right? Um, if we can get him some playing time and get him back in rhythm before the All-Star break and then come back and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy the second half and uh, hopefully with a improved roster, um, you know, that, that'd be huge for us. And, uh, you know, Anthony, you and I have been talking about consistency of, of, you know, what the lineup's been able to do and stuff. And you can see that it's just not there. They went on that run. You know, on those that one ten games prior to last week, and then you know you can see the big inconsistency now of the players who were playing good, and now they're suddenly you know in a slump again. So um, mm-hmm. that's just that's something we still need to work towards, and uh, we need to find it somehow, some way. Hey, hey, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna praise LeBron for a second. <laughs> And just oh, say, geez. uh-oh, be, care- be careful. Oh, my God. Now we're evened up on the pot. I like it. Be Two careful. <laughs> You're going to walk on landmines here. Be careful. Hey, you worked here at MAA segment, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy about to be like, who brought this guy on? <laughs> Got to call a spade a spade, right? I mean, he's just been. Oh, oh we're going to call him a spade in a second here. Three-point <laughs> shooting, that's fine. But, you know, I just, I just think he's like, Aside from from the games and, and the record, like he's really he's really chasing that scoring title. So he's playing hard and he's going hard. And, and the same thing with uh, Russell Westbrook. And uh, you know, like like Will said, uh, all the other guys are falling off. And uh, you know, I think we need to trade everybody. So uh, LeBron, he's carrying the team. We need AD back as soon as possible. Um, but overall, we're in a pretty good spot i mean like like you said we're only a few games back you know we're not we're not tanking we're not looking to tank and i just think we're a couple pieces away at this trade deadline um yeah i mean uh it's, it's been an interesting couple games right um russ got fouled league said it wasn't a foul what do you guys feel about that how do you feel about that you think Wait, you think russ. it was a foul you think yeah. it was a foul russ got fouled by by Embiid. yeah I mean, oh, you're talking about that play. So in the in the moment, in 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 the moment, I knew something was up because that was a weird looking shot that he threw up, you know. Um, and and you know, after after the game, it it made sense, you know. You see the screenshots, you see, um, what he said post game. I don't think LeBron was upset about that part, even though the next day he put out a tweet making it seem like that's what he was upset about about the the refs and all that. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but. The rest were horrible that whole game. Well, I think I mean it was. That's, I think that's not what he was upset game. about, though. That's not what he was upset about, and he tried to make well, it seem that way the next day. Yeah. Once, he, once he cooled down, you know, once 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 uh, cool, cooler there, heads prevailed, you know, there should have been a timeout called, plain and simple. There wasn't, so yeah. And, what and happened? Happened. With, and, yeah, and we've been dealing with that, uh, you know, especially recently, um, last last couple games with with Darvin Ham, and I'm sure Anthony will have a lot to say about that. Go ahead, Anthony. I know you want to say something, so. I, all I was going to say was I, I think you're right about LeBron, the little game behind the game there. But I think that's also twofold. I think he's doubling up on both games, not just I think he's doubling up on the Dallas game, too, with the with yeah. the ref with the refing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I get it. And, and maybe that is the case, you know, but um, last night was a it was a, a fun game. It, you know, hey, shout shout out to LeBron. I'll give him his props. 48 points, season high. Um, you know, he, he was, man, he, he was doing it all. I thought it was kind of funny that all 
uh, on social media. The rounds that were being made were, were that, uh, uh, was it was it Jalen Smith Jr.? Whoever it was that was like, oh, yeah, my you played against my dad in, in the first game of your career in Sacramento mm-hmm. or whatever. He's like, don't you feel old? Don't you feel old? And then That's he goes funny. on to score 48 points. <laughs> on him pretty much you know so yeah i thought i thought that was pretty funny but um you know he, he had a good game and and he shot well from three so you can't you can't knock lebron they got the win too which is important right because you know that's 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 been troubling as of late especially in january with lebron shooting as poorly as he's been shooting so he shot well last night he won the game as well i thought it was interesting anthony i know i had texted texted the group yesterday like i thought it was interesting that uh coming off of you know, the game against Philly where everyone was scrutinizing Darvin Ham uh, for, you know, not only not calling a timeout, but leaving Russ in the game. And here we are, Russ playing all the way down to the wire last night as well. So um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, what Aaron was saying, uh, LeBron, you know, unfortunately, I don't think this is the way it should be. And I don't think this is the way we would want it to be but right now he has to carry this team you know and you can you can look at just the last you know handful of games why why would we not want him to do that he he just scored 48 like it was nothing he's screaming at the crowd can he not do it can he not do it no i'm is it i don't think is he he, he a walker is he is his back hurt like what's the problem i don't think it's look it again the I mean, goal soon was, it could be hurting. <laughs> he's a cyborg. Well, think, but think about right? this. We've never no, seen anything like him. Was, so why are we putting that? Why are we putting that on him? We've never seen anything like him. Watch, so, so who are we to sit here and say, oh, uh, you know, he shouldn't have to do this? Like he's an old man. Is he? No, but is, is it fair? But is it fair to ask LeBron or really anybody to have to carry an entire team when when? The expectation when, when, was that when, you were going to have that you were going to have a billion help. dollars. Yeah, I think it is fair. Yeah, but if you were going to have help and assistance, but the thing that the oh, thing that kills me assistance. about yeah, is he getting any help? No. Where's his Where's his running mate? He's on the sidelines. Right. Right. We're going to get to that. So ahead, my, my point is the, the the thing with LeBron is so interesting because when he doesn't deliver, right? When he doesn't drop forty eight, people are like, "Oh man, how come he couldn't?" How come he couldn't drive to the basket and score on all five guys? Because he, he can't can't physically do it so much anymore every single night. He can't always just put the team on his back and every single night deliver because sometimes it's just not there. Maybe it's you know maybe physically like or or, or injuries or whatever you know nagging things because he is pushing forty, right? But when you look at last night's game, when he was you know. On the court, the Lakers had a double-digit lead. When he came off the court, you know, they struggled. And you talked about Russ down the stretch. And this is the good and the bad with Russ, right? It's like he's going to cost us some wins like he did, you know, at the end of the Philly game. And then sometimes we're going to be able to dodge those bullets like we did last night. I don't know if you noticed. Yes, he was on the floor to close out the games. And part of that is because we don't have anybody else, right? There's nobody there's nobody healthy enough to be out there that's better because it's like, are you going to put Kendrick Nunn out there? I mean, who else is going to go out there in that situation? So it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in. And it cost us the other night against Philly. And last night it didn't cost us. But the one thing I noticed differently is when every time they cut it to like two or whatever, Russ would bring the ball up. You know what he would do? He'd pass it to LeBron. <laughs> and then LeBron would go to the basket or on the block and score. LeBron did that like two or three straight possessions in that final minute and a half. 
And I think the only bucket that Russ had down the stretch was that breakaway where LeBron threw him the pass for that breakaway dunk. So I don't know if that's just coincidence or if there, you know, was some discussion like, you know, let's make sure that LeBron touches the ball, you know, down the stretch here. I don't know. You know, there was that little chatter in the middle of the game, right. Um, About him allegedly, whatever, like saying some stuff to the coaching staff, right. During the game, but the coaching staff needs to be better. And the coaching staff was like, Hey man, we all need to be better. I don't know if it, I don't know if it just happened to work out that way or if there if it was designed or instructed to work out that way because he was told like look let's make sure that you know we do this or we do that. What's funny well, to me is you talked about Kobe, sorry Billy, you talked about you know if Russ got fouled at the end of the Philly game. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but my whole point is I just don't want Russ in that situation. I don't want Russ being the guy that's going to make the decision on who's going to take the final shot when we're going to take the final shot. I just don't want him. I just don't think that I didn't like the play. I didn't like the no timeout. I didn't like the, let's just let Russ go ISO against an all-star. I know he's a big, but still he's an all-star defender an all-star player. That's probably not going to, the ref's probably not going to call a ticky tack foul on Joel Embiid at the end of the game. Right. And if somebody else is guarding him, maybe, but I just didn't like anything about that sequence. And and maybe you're right. And I want I want to I want to send it to my brother here in a second. I just want to say one thing. Russ has been pretty uh, dominant when it comes to driving to the basket, not pulling up, not hitting his little bank bank shots, not shooting threes, driving to the basket, and his bursts have been surprising everybody uh, throughout the league. So. I, looking back on it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Russ with the little speed burst on Joel Embiid, a seven footer who might be a hair slower than him. Maybe it wasn't the, you know, the the worst call, or or maybe it wasn't the worst situation to be in. What do you think, Aaron? Oh, he's got to give that to LeBron. I, I mean, I know he probably saw a mismatch or something, but it wasn't. It wasn't a mismatch, and I think, you know, you got to make the right play and. uh you know, I think everyone was holding their breath when he when he had the ball, you know, going. <laughs> he almost dribbled it off his foot. <laughs> so I don't think that was the right choice, regardless. Uh, you know, obviously, if it goes in and it's the right shot. But, you know, you, you look you look for LeBron or you look for anybody, you know. Yeah, I mean, he just rushed it or call a timeout. I don't know, you know, what was going on. But, uh, no, I don't I don't think Russ, you know, we need AD in there at that moment. <laughs> We need a lot of guys in there that we don't have. (laughs) So, you know, I was going to just add to your point, Kobe. I think that everything you're saying systematically is true, right? Russ has been playing pretty well. I mean, overall, Russ has been playing pretty well, especially recently. And And the bursts of the baskets have been better. He still misses too many layups, in my opinion. But... The bursts to the basket have been better. He's not taken as many wild, ridiculous shots. Um, but my whole thing is I just don't want Russ being that guy. Just despite everything you're saying, I think it's great. I just don't want Russ to be, you know, quote unquote, our closer. I don't want him to be the guy to make the decision to take the final shot. That's that's my whole thing. I just I just don't trust him 
enough in those situations, especially because if the defense sags off of him, then what's he going to do? Then he tries to force it sometimes, and that's when he turns it over or something like that because he knows if I take this 20-footer and miss it, everyone's going to kill me. So let me try to drive to the basket, but there's just nowhere to go. So, Well, that's where having you know maybe a couple of extra shooters or better shooters, more consistent shooters that he can pass the ball, a driving kick to and stuff like that because he's a great passer. And his thing, you know, you don't average a triple-double, you know, by – not passing the ball so you know if he had guys that he could pass to or maybe that we trusted out there that to make <laughs> take the last shot not just one guy then he would i'm sure he would get them the ball and get them involved and know where to go with it because it's been proven that he knows that but like you said right now i mean who else do we have yeah i like i said i just don't trust <laughs> him in those situations i'd rather and, have lebron drive and kick or something well but I, position, i'm curious do you guys – sorry, Bill, I'm just curious. Do you think he was trying to throw the lob to Wenyan Gabriel? Because that – some people were thinking that he was trying to throw a lob to Gabriel. And when he got kind of a little bit knocked off balance and drove to the basket, he lo- you know, he kind of lost lost his balance and lost the ball a little bit on the way up. And that that's why it looked like a horrible shot because his ad- original intention was to throw a lob. I don't think you try to throw a lob over – well and beat so i don't think he was trying to do that i mean it looked awkward but it didn't look like he was trying to throw a lob it looked like he was trying to take it to the basket or maybe and, and wrap score. around pass it or something like that but he got hit and he i think he just kind of got cut up in there and that yeah. was that so yeah but i, I if you're if you're lebron too you say oh lebron should have the ball in that position well he's the leader out there right so why didn't he call a timeout why didn't he go and say, give me the ball, give me the ball. He didn't do any of that. He just like just standing there watching. They all were. They were just standing there watching Russ. Like, well, because it was an ISO play. Someone's I mean, going to do that. But it wasn't yeah, a play call. He just did I it. know, but but if you but what I'm saying is you listen to Darvin Ham at the end of the game. They asked him why he didn't call a timeout because he said, look, Russ had the ball, had the one-on-one matchup, so I'm okay with I'm okay with him taking Joel Embiid one on one. I'll take that. Whatever he said every day. Of the I week, mean, I get that, Sunday. but he doesn't have anyone to kick to. No one was even trying to move. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, but that's what happens when you, you get got, those ISO plays. I, I agree. I don't. I don't like that. Like I said, I don't like anything about that play. I don't like anything about the whole setup of that play. I don't trust Russ in those situations. I don't. I don't want him being that guy. You don't I trust want, in Russ like Shannon Sharp. Not, not at in late game, end of the game situations. Because, like I said, that's like that's by my count the third or fourth game that he cost us at the very end of games with, you know, either a missed shot or a turnover or something. So I just, as great as he's played, I think you play to his strengths. And if he has to be out there at the, to close games because you have no other healthy options, that's fine. But he should not be the guy that has the ball in that moment. It has to be LeBron. It has to be a set play. It's got to be something else. Okay, so moving right along. So our next little topic here, we want to, I want to get your opinion on since we're the trade deadline looming. Uh, I want to get your take on who you would like to see the Lakers get rid of by the trade deadline, which is February 9th. So it's about three weeks from now. Uh, Aaron, who do you think, I know you jokingly said trade everybody, but who do you think the Lakers, which I'm okay with almost, who do you think the Lakers should get rid of? Uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't like the word like. Like, I don't like to get rid of anyone. But if I had to, um, I would, I would think about the guys that uh, we we sort of created uh, a market for. Like, we get we gave value to, like Lonnie Walker, or even like a Thomas Bryant, or both of them. And and because I'm I'm really high on uh and then and then the picks that we had, I think if you couple all those together and try to get um, Miles Turner, Buddy Heel type type of deal, that's a uh, that's what I want. Okay, hmm. I, I like I like that. I mean, that's a really smart and strategic perspective that I've actually heard a lot of experts say. Like, if you're right, guys like Walker and Bryant who are on one year deals if you can maximize their value and get, you know, a really good player or a couple really good players that might actually be on extended deals, that's, that's not a bad scenario. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Uh, I think you just have to be really selective on who you're getting rid of for what you're going to get. Um, you know, knowing that Anthony Davis is injury prone and the way Thomas Bryant has played without him, if you're going to trade Thomas Bryant, you better get something similar in return, right? Like an upgrade at his size and position. If you're not, then that's one piece that you're going to have to keep because he has chemistry with everybody. Um, he's playing really well. Um, other than that, I mean, whatever makes us better, I'm down to trade, you know, as long as it's, it makes our team better, gets us some shooters in length. Um, I don't really have a specific person or people. I just want us to get better and get get some length on the floor and better shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, this may or may not be a popular take, but uh, I'm going to say Anthony Davis. If I'm the Lakers, I'm doing everything in my power to trade Anthony Davis by the deadline. I will put that pretty little bow on him. And my pitch to any team that's willing to listen is, look, he's averaged 40 games per season with us. This season's already half over. <laughs> so that means he's likely missed all the games he's probably going to miss this season. You know, and you've seen what a healthy AD can do, right? We saw that before he got injured. I just, I don't see a scenario where that happens because if you're trading for ad you're getting rid of key pieces on your own team which you've already built and no, obviously no, 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 no. a contender with no 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 so i was playing around with the trade machine today anthony you impressed i love it I'm, okay I'm, so I was i'm playing, all ears yeah i was playing around with the trade machine today ad or deandre ayton jay crowder and cam johnson and maybe a pick or two from Phoenix. Because look, Aiton and Jay Crowder, they're both disgruntled. They don't want to be in Phoenix anyways. They both give us size, depth. Cam Johnson, you know, he gives Anthony the three-point shooting that he likes. Cam, Cam Johnson's like, been I mean, injured, he's though. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's, he's hurt. But he, I do. He, I like Cam Johnson a lot. I do like he, that. He's been out since November, you know, and he's, he's kind of ramping up to come back just like AD. Um, but, you know, I think that that move makes sense. If you're the Lakers, you're like, look, we're, we're kind of done with this experiment. Everyone wants to talk about the Russell Westbrook experiment. At least Russ is out there playing. He's giving it, you know, he's playing his heart out. He's giving it his all. He's found a new role off the bench. Um, let's move AD. Like, Laker fans, we're not accustomed to guys just sitting all the time. This, this, yeah. this, this is not in our nature. So <laughs> right. um, I, I, I'm moving AD, and 
I'm bringing in those guys. That's that's what that's, I would like. Now, a backup plan. What do you think, Bill? You like that? No, I was going to say that's actually not a bad idea. I'm just saying a backup plan for me would be uh, and Anthony, you're not going to like this one, but I'm just wondering. Draymond plus some pieces. This is what I like to call the uh, for the for eighty for eighty. Yeah, for eighty. Draymond what? what? This this is what I call the buddy the buddy for buddy uh, trade, you know, because obviously AD would have to uh, you know be shipped out. He's on clutch. That might not sit well with LeBron and those guys, but at least you'd be getting Draymond back. You know, so you get, get another clutch guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what else clutch. do you think we can get in that? You're gonna have to do a three team deal because Golden State's not gonna give up many pieces. Well, but why not? They're they're struggling this year too, and no one I don't think really saw that coming. So and and Draymond has already already put out there that the writing's on the wall. I'm not gonna really be here. He's got an opt in next year, I think, for twenty five million or so. Which I he's mean, not gonna do, right? Right. So so you have some options there where maybe that makes sense you know um again ad makes somebody an instant contender is he going to be you know reliable dependable will he be injured maybe maybe not but we we also took that gamble on him too when we got him from new orleans and right. look what it turned into a championship now the reason i think phoenix works better than golden state is because phoenix hasn't won nothing so so they might want to make the deal over golden state which is you know they're pretty much been a dynasty the last 10 years so they may be more reluctant to do it but who knows so i think that those two trades make sense to me i like ad i like him as a person i think he you know he's a a fun guy no Kawhi. but um i think that laker fans we're, we're not sitting for uh guys that are sitting if you know what i mean so yeah um first of all i just want to say you had me at trade machine <laughs> <laughs> um you're right. On paper, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you did hear in the offseason, you know, there were some people throwing around those ideas about, oh, Lakers should trade AD for Aiton. And, you know, we, we've we heard those kind of rumbling rumors. Yeah, um, but now we're halfway through the season and uh, a lot has changed. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just I'm just I'm just backing yeah. you up. It, it's yeah, yeah. not it's not totally bizarre at a left field. Yeah. Now deal. it, it, it right. makes sense. And people have talked about this in the past. The only reason why I don't like it is just because I don't like Jay Crowder and Aiton. Like, I just, I don't like DeAndre Aiton. I don't like his attitude. I, don't, I just, I don't know. I, I think on paper, you're right. It makes a lot of sense. He's young. He's talented. It gives us three and D wings. It gives us depth. You're right. It checks all the boxes. I just don't, like I said, I just don't like DeAndre Aiton as much as a player. Uh, the Draymond thing obviously is interesting, but I think, Draymond is is a guy that if the Lakers are really interested in him, they're probably going to wait and play the offseason game because once Russ comes off the books and these other guys come off the books, there's enough money to go get another max guy. So if you wanted to have Draymond, LeBron and AD, you could. I, I don't know if that's the plan, but you could. And, and I don't hate your idea of trading AD. I just think if you were going to trade a like if you wanted to trade AD. I would have rather had have done it before the season started. You know, I would have rather. Yeah, but a lot, a lot changes though. A lot changes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is my my pitch halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. And 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 I know I know you don't like Jay Crowder. We know that. You know, you haven't liked them for years. But you know, and we we know it's because of LeBron and all that. But 
no, you know, LeBron didn't like Lance Stevenson. Those guys didn't like each other. They, Rondo and LeBron yeah. didn't get along. Pat Bev uh, and LeBron I get it. didn't I could, get along. No, I mean, I could live they, with they, it. They were, I hey, I could live with it, and it probably makes us a better team. So I wouldn't be up in arms about it. I'm just saying there's other scenarios I'd rather I'd rather go. Like for me, I would start first with you-know-who. He would be no. gone yesterday. He'd be gone yesterday. Oh, Russ, yeah. No, no. Before oh. even before Russ, please. Patrick. I would start I would start with your boy Beverly. Oh my god. And Kendrick Nunn. And and our number one free agent signing, Damian Jones, <laughs> who's worked <laughs> out really well. Well, yeah, but the the problem with your trades, Anthony, is you want to get rid of all the guys that nobody wants. So you, you can't do that. You gotta you well, gotta put bows on people. No, like I, I understand I, I put a pretty red bow I'm just, on I'm just said, telling you that's where I would start. I would try to unload those guys. But what like what Aaron was saying is the guys that have turned out to look good, maybe better than they actually are, in the Thomas Bryants and the Lonnie Walkers, you know, those are the guys you could package. And maybe sell a little bit on, we can take Beverly, who's whatever, but he's an expiring contract, and none who's whatever, an expiring contract. But hey, we'll give you Lonnie Walker, who's young and has upside, and you could potentially re-sign him. And now there's your little bow, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes so sense. It's not, but... it's not as big of a trade as what you're suggesting, but I'm saying if you wanted to go a different route, right? If you wanted to take the approach that we've heard you know for the last couple weeks that the lakers don't want to trade any picks right they don't want to mortgage the future for the present and etc etc yeah well that's what everybody wants is the picks well yeah but i'm saying if that's the angle if the lakers are gonna be reluctant or steadfast on not trading any of the picks or not trading both of the picks right then you have to get creative and you have to either, like you said, Kobe, do something bold like trade Anthony Davis, or you have to take a little bit of a smaller approach and say, okay, we can go get Buddy Heald or we can go get, you know, uh, a, a couple of other shooters, maybe not a Bogdanovich, but some other guys that will help us a little bit if we do Walker and Beverly you know, and something, right? So there's there's levels to, you know, how you want to, you know, structure it. And I just think if the goal at the start of the season was we don't, we're not going to trade these picks unless it's an unbelievable smoking deal where we're getting Damian Lillard or some extravagant piece, then maybe you should have been looking to trade AD from the start because, hey, if we didn't think we were good enough to win, why are we wasting our time with LeBron and AD anyways? Let's just scrap this and move forward. But since we didn't do that, for whatever reason, fair or unfair, right? Um, then you have to at least give this team a chance because we're still in it. Everybody is still in it. It's it's a it's literally a wild, wild west this year. So whatever we do, I think it has to improve this team now. I think you have to give this team a chance. Since we have our resident uh, MMA expert Aaron with us, let's talk a little MMA uh, tonight. Yeah, you know, Aaron, you had said something earlier uh, during the headlines about John Jones, you know, being the GOAT. And I was just curious, you know, is he really the GOAT? I know that, uh, you know, there was some talk between him and uh, DC, Daniel Cormier being the GOAT. So what's your take on that? 
that's the thing is is you know uh DC, you know, without John Jones ever, you know, being alive, DC would be like a goat too, or the goat, you know, but because John Jones was around, he was the only one that can outside of uh Stipe Miocic beat uh, DC, but that was in heavyweight. And yeah. Jones and DC were light heavyweight when they had their feud. Um, and and you know, there's controversy because of you know failed drug tests and stuff, but yeah, but um, he did beat him twice. And DC, he you know he says he did beat him, you know, and no one got the best of, of DC the way John Jones did. But um, but but yeah. So between the two, uh, John Jones still your goat. John Jones is the goat, you know. His, oh, his... Even over Conor McGregor. Come on, man, get Come out on, of you here! Said, you said you sent us all those DMs. I thought you were I thought you were riding with Conor in those. No, 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 Conor. <laughs> I number Connor... one and number two. Number one and number two. What the book? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the the guy that does the alcohol commercials? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's the overrated goat. You know that was he's the thing of the past. John Jones is years. <laughs> Talk to us about uh, Francis. How do you even say his last name? Anthony's gonna butcher it, so you should just say it for us. Nganu. Nganu. Yeah. Nganu. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have really much of an opinion about about what he, about him. Somehow he's. The greatest heavyweight of all time, which you know I don't really agree. Like he's like the scariest or whatever. But like you know, I, I just want to give a shout out to Stipe Miocic, the guy he took it from. Yeah. That guy this title like five, six times. You know, known as one of the greatest heavyweights. Didn't get any recognition. You know, like the way Ngannou did. But um, Ngannou, you know, he I guess he's uh trying to stand up for the fighters. You know, benefits and stuff like that. Uh, maybe that's part of the reason. But um, you know, all all the talk about him, it's like it's whatever. You know, I mean, I, I, he lost twice in the UFC. I mean, so it's not like he was flawless. That's why we talk about John Jones the way we do is because he he was flawless. He was flawless. Um, yeah. He did that. He did that all at light heavyweight, and he's been gone for three years. And, and you know, people, um, you know, pe- people have different opinions about him based off his personal life. So that's why people don't like him. But, you know, as a fighter, his resume is the best, you know, the best ever. So um, I'm, I'm super excited. I think he kind of picked up the slack as far as, like, where the money went, you know, since Ngannou didn't take it. Um, but, you know, maybe Ngannou is, is chilling as a free agent and uh, and playing the free agent game. And maybe he does come back to the UFC. Maybe UFC has to renegotiate with him. I don't think necessarily that he's, like, out. But... But I mean, if he is out, then the, the the only place he would really make that money uh, and look good doing it is in boxing. You know, he could be like a, a standout where all the boxers are trying to call him out because you know he's so popular now. But you know, outside of that, you know, it's possible he could go back to uh, the UFC. But um, yeah, him and uh, Jones and um, Cyril Gunn, that's going to be a great fight. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off here though. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. He can leave now. He's, he's yeah. done. Hey, we'll see you next week. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We need you back for the NFL. For the NFL? It, it, yeah. Okay, if he has right, to go, it, here's, it my, here's my NFL. Jags. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank, thanks for coming on, Aaron. Good night. <laughs> oh, so, anyway, so let's, let's, uh, Give a quick overview of this weekend's games. So we have 
the uh, surprising Jaguars, who made their historic comeback, they have to travel to Kansas City. Uh, the other AFC matchup is the Bengals traveling to the Bills. In the NFC, uh, with the Giants upset, now they travel to Philly. And the other NFC matchup, which figures to be a great one, is the Cowboys at the Niners. So let's start in the AFC. Uh, let's start with the Jags and KC. Who do we got? I got Chiefs. They should cover. Uh, just for funsies, I'm going to go with the Jags. Really? <laughs> I know, I know. I got, I got, I got Pat Mahomes card, and I know it's like killing. This me. goes against this goes against everything you stand but, for. I don't, but, I don't understand. I, I know, but two Moraleses might be better than one, so I'm just go with Jags. Shout out to Jags. Okay. All right. Well, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm gonna go with KC. <laughs> uh, Bengals and Bills. What do you got there? I'll take the Bills. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though. If I was a betting man, I would take the Bengals plus five. That's going to yeah. be a really close game. Um, Bills were kind of iffy uh, the last few games of the season, including their uh, playoff game. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tight game, but I still got the Bills home field advantage. Yeah. Man, Bengals plus five, huh? Sheesh. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Bengals. You know, I've been been with them for the last year and a half. So, mm-hmm. shout out the Bengals. Let's go. Uh, yeah, this is this is a you know a really tight one. I think it could go either way. I actually like the Bengals to upset the Bills. Something I don't know. Something doesn't feel right about the Bills. And fairly, they've obviously been through a lot. So, you know, if they're not you know playing the way everyone expects them to, I think that's completely justified. So I kind of yes. like. I don't know. I kind of like the Bengals. I think they're going to find a way to squeak it out. It's going to go down the wire. So, uh, yeah, that, that's probably going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Giants at the Eagles. You know where I, you know where I'm going. Giants. <laughs> uh, Come on, Billy. Do it. I'll be cheering for the Giants just for the fact, you know, one of my good friends is a Giants fan. Uh, you, but you had I, them with the nine and eight record last week. Come but uh, but I think I think the Eagles are gonna win. Oh my god! Uh, I'll be cheering e- for the Giants, but I think the Eagles will win. Let's go, Saquon. Uh, the Eagles are. I think they're like twelve point favorites, right? This is pretty high spread. Seven uh, seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. Oh, okay. Aren't um, they like? Aren't, aren't the Eagles like? Aren't they like paper champions? <laughs> Were not you saying that earlier in the year, Anthony? Hey, can we go off the spread? I'll take I'll take Giants plus seven. (laughs) I know I was trying to go off spread earlier. No, I don't think so. Uh, Of course, of course, I like the Eagles, Um, and I think this is the toughest game of the weekend: Dallas at Frisco. It is actually. Um, Both are hot right now. It's it's uh, weather should be nice. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's going to be tough, man. Um, yep. I like the Niners. Mm. Yeah, it's just tight. I can't cheer for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going the rain. Defending. Barack. Purdy. Barack Purdy, I guess. 
Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice Paul uh, Heyman like that, impression. I came with that like on split second. Uh, nice Paul Heyman it. impression there. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I I like it. Very clever. Um, you don't even know but, who Paul Heyman is. Yeah, you don't even I know don't. I don't. I just I'm just I just I like I like like I said it. I like it was clever. He came up with it on the fly. I get it. I don't know who it is, but good for you. Um, <laughs> oh my god. You're right. The Niners have definitely looked pretty good lately. Oh, and the kid, Mr. Irrelevant, has certainly, I think, given them a dynamic that Jimmy G has not because he throws the ball, you know, more than five yards down the field. Anthony, you can't cheer for the Cowboys. Just give your pick already. Uh, no, I don't. I, I'm not <laughs> cheering for the Cowboys. I, I like the Cowboys in the upset um, for two reasons. One, I think that they, I think that they might be able to piggyback off the big win against Tampa Bay. And two, selfishly, I'm rooting for the Cowboys because I want to face the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game and beat them on the way to the Super Bowl. So a little biased there, but that's sort of why I'm picking them to win because well, I want they got to beat the, them. They got the Niners minus three and a half, so that's basically the home point spread. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see a little, a little more, uh, you know, Picks get a little tougher, obviously, and we're definitely not all in agreement. Like last week, I think we were in, you know, in agreement on most of the games, besides just those two. So we'll see where we end up uh, when the dust settles next week. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps up this week's edition of the Matter Stats Podcast. As always, we thank you guys for listening. Please check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out on the IG and our YouTube page. Yeah, I'm spent, man. Good night. Peace.